It's the breathing in the middle of the phrase that I'm sure the composer really likes. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Potterpod Extra. I hope you enjoyed the recent episode with my friend Ellie Martin. Unsurprisingly, we waffled on for ages during the recording, so we've put together some odds and ends from the conversation for you to listen to. Remember to keep listening for Ellie's honourable mentions of music that didn't quite make her top seven. Enjoy! It was a very, very, very windy day. I liked it and I went for a drive um, and I really love driving and obviously not really doing it much at the moment and I love driving when I'm not like commuting um, yeah. so I drove I drove to the bottle bank and I had such a good time smashing bottles I had, <laughs> had so many bottles I had a backlog of like five massive bags full of bottles and I've been drinking more in lockdown as well we're not here um, to judge no so. no one is um and it was just great. It's like, it's just like a, an arcade game that, you, but you win every time. You know those ones where you try and like get a duck or like smash a thing, and no one can ever do it, but you yeah. do it every time. It works and it feels great. So that was good. And then I listened to Fleetwood Mac, um, and drove in the wind. Oh, it's all very well, cathartic. Listeners, if anyone has been affected by the issues raised in this podcast, um, <laughs> do use the hashtag Patterpod on social media um, or at me, it's fine. So how are you finding lockdown? I've surprised myself. Like, I've actually been okay in my own company and I've um, embraced the world of Zoom. And, you know, in, in some ways, it's I've been more in contact with more people than I have been for quite some time because I've had more time on my hands um but yeah as you said like I am quite extroverted and I get my energy from other people and obviously with all the the choir rehearsals and stuff you take for granted how much you're you're getting back from other people um mm. and you'll quite often go into a rehearsal just feeling a bit like oh I can't really be bothered with this and then come out feeling uplifted or um because because of the feedback because of the, the human connection and yeah. there's only so much human connection you can get from the phone or from a screen yeah exactly um and how how have you been spending your time in lockdown <laughs> no there is a leading question <laughs> um <What>? uh, <laughs> well well i mean in recent weeks i've been teaching a lot of singing online but prior to that, when I had a few weeks of not very much, I made a music video. Well, I wrote a song called Corona Lona. You might have heard it. I'm sort of shivering because I can hear the, <laughs> the intro right now. It's uh, not an intro. Yeah, it's just like, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to everyone who has heard She's it. Not. She's I'm not. not. I'm um, not. It's the best thing I've ever done in my life. And for everyone listening, in case you've not heard it, here's the full song. <laughs> no, we'll not do that. Sure. We'll play a short clip. <laughs> Great. Well, that sounds like a hoot. Yeah, it was fun. It was for um, the Eurovirus Song Contest. Um, okay. My friend Helena Cook set up, which was great fun, like Eurovision but on Facebook Live. And there's now a third one coming up. Um, oh. And I wasn't going to enter, and I haven't written a song since I was... Well, you don't have to write a song. You can just do a parody of an existing song, but 
uh, Paola jokingly said, like, you should write a song about being on your own. And um, I haven't written a song since I was maybe 17. But the chorus came to me in the shower because, you know, that's where my creativity happens anyway. It tends to be in the shower. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anywhere in the bathroom, really, for me. Yeah. It's all about the bathroom. <laughs> um, safe space. And, um, yeah, and then um, I got in touch with Amy Summers. And as you know, uh, she's very, very good at video editing and she was well up for it. So I filmed myself a lot with a music stand and blue tack and my phone and wrote the song and recorded myself singing it. And um, it was quite popular, um, which was lovely. It was on the BBC Radio Nottingham and in the Nottingham Post. And, um, yeah, some people that I haven't spoken to for years got in touch about it and... um, just been a really nice thing although i am aware that it is a really quite annoying song well i've not heard it so i must check it out (laughs) don't pretend it's not your ringtone alex (laughs) (laughs) it wakes me up at 6am every morning that gets me out of bed it would get you out of bed And you've done another video. I have. So I decided, again, so they, they did another Eurovirus song contest and I couldn't think of any ideas and I thought, no, I, I, I'm done. And then um, I had another idea in the shower, um, which was to do a Spice Girls parody. And I was a big fan of the Spice Girls because I was nine when they released their first single. So I was like a huge fan. Um, I think my granddad still got a picture that I drew of them in felt tip was on his fridge. Um, Yeah, it's terrible. Don't have my sister's artistic talent. So I did a parody of Two Become One. It's called One Becomes Five. Oh, I see what you did there. (laughs) I think actually I stole that from Helena. I think when she introduced it, she made that the title. And I was like, yeah, no, that's really good. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I ordered some wigs, dressed up as the Spice Girls. It was quite a stressful week. Lots more so much more effort than Corona Lona because there was so much more like dressing up and then there's bits in the video where there are five of me on the screen as all of the Spice Girls so I had to do quite a lot of the scenes five times had to (laughs) as if you weren't having a wonderful time I was having a great time it was slightly stressful towards the end but it was great and I wrote some alternative lyrics about lockdown dating such as um, let's have a webinar don't say maybe it's my personal favourite. Um, I do quite like um, dating on a webinar. It's um... <laughs> so much choice. <laughs> so much choice, especially when you have like breakout groups. And, yes. Yeah. And then go back together and then have a different breakout group. Very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so they call that swinging. I, I think know. they do. Online um, webinar. Swing. Yeah. So there may be a third video on the way. I don't think so. I've Well, well, it depends if I can find um, a... A, a good idea and um one that someone i know is on board with <laughs> okay 
Well, thank you, Ellie. That has been a wonderful insight to your coping mechanisms during lockdown. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You made me sound like such a sad case. (laughs) (laughs) A reminder that if you've been affected by any of the issues in this podcast, please use the hashtag (laughs) patterpod. This is You Make Loving Fun by Fleetwood Mac. I have had that review before. I knew that you were going to say that. (laughs) Uh, Not once, not twice, but thrice times. (laughs) That's a quote from something. I can't remember what it is. It is. is. I feel like it might be something like Friends or something. I think it's Will and Grace. I think Jack says it. Yeah, it is. is. I love the word thrice. Thrice. I never use that. might start. Yeah. be my lockdown thing. Well, that could be your third song, couldn't it? Thrice. <laughs> There's something in there. There, there is, is something in there. I do think my next Excuse song... Excuse me whilst I shower. <laughs> <laughs> can we take a quick commercial break? I'll sing the whole of Your Gloria as a clarinet um, in 8-8, eight, eight, not 7-8. And oh. then you can play that while I go for a wee. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> Shall we talk about my track again? What? Shall, we, shall I go back to talking about you make loving fun? Yeah. Did you want to go for a wee though? Or was that you joking? No, I was, that, that was me joking. But actually, I reckon in circa 10 minutes, I will need a wee. Okay, well, let's talk about your next track. I have a feeling, based on the fact that you've changed <laughs> your, <laughs> your playlist so many times, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, that you may have some honourable mentions. Now, we don't want this particular podcast to go on for too long Mm -hmm. so maybe if you could give us like three honorable mentions i'm going to start with an 80s classic cindy lauper time after time okay yeah bit of a tune that one it's such a tune and you know i don't really have much to say about it so this is probably a terrible choice because in having said that i'm now like i just basically think it's really good okay um but this is a go-to track when i'm driving a lot of the time um in fact no i do have stuff to say about this so this is like one i'll put on if i'm like sad and it helps um i remember like driving last time this time last year maybe a bit before i was doing a lot of driving down to london because i was doing some work for the hub where i used to work um i was doing spending a lot of time on the m1 and remember having like quite a sad evening because I, yeah. I think I left you an 11 minute voice memo. <laughs> oh, great. Um, did I know, instantly we... delete it? Um, no, you were very sweet, actually. I mean, you did comment on the length of it, which is, was very predictable of you. Um, but then you sang me, Brother, Sister, Let Me Serve You on oh, a return yeah. voice message. Um, because the you were like. That might be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were telling me how it goes because I didn't know it, like your thing. Yeah. But it, you were like, I'm just going to sing you this now because I think it might be like a nice thing that you might need because I've been really like down. And I've got <laughs> this lovely recording of you singing that. Um, and I was on the M1, it was very dark, and I was listening to you sing Brother Sister Let Me Save You. And then I put on Time After Time. And right. there's some... So I basically, I think I associate Time After Time with you a bit, actually. Oh, but I'm dear. just coming to this thought right now. Mm. Um, 
it's such a lovely time after time <laughs> well after yeah time. it's yeah. relentless isn't it um <laughs> no it's just such a lovely song about like being there for somebody um and it's sort of a love song but it's also just as much a, like a friendship song and it's just like yeah I, lo- I just love the words if you're lost you can look and you will find me time after time and it's got everything that an 80s classic should have in it and i love the 80s anyway Well, maybe we could do a mashup between Brother Sister Levy Tovio and Time After Time. Oh my God, I think that could Brother work. Sister, let me serve Time you. after time. Never heard us Christ to you. Time after time. Time after time. That phrase is slightly longer, that one. Uh, right, well, that yeah. was successful. Um, <laughs> So that's my an honourable mention. <laughs> Lovely. Next. Next um, it <laughs> is Mozart's Clarinet Concerto. Oh, tune. Oh, yeah. banger. Um, and this is because um, I, I just know it very, very, very well. And it's because my grandma, my mum's mum, she loved Mozart. And I've got lovely memories of her. Um, my granddad doesn't like Mozart and doesn't really like much classical music and she'd put it on in the car and turn it right up she liked it really loud and he would turn it down and then she'd turn it up again and then she'd conduct along with her arms waving around and he'd get more and more cross um very lovely memories and um whenever we went on holiday with her she'd always have Mozart playing on her like tape Walkman or her CD and it was Mm. very often this so it takes me back to memories of her and when she died well for quite a few years she told me that she wanted the adagio at her funeral so we had it as her coffin came in and I um she died very suddenly and I organized the music for her funeral which was good because it gave me something to focus on and it was a massive massive loss for me and I think I don't know somehow like with grandparents it's almost like oh well it's a grandparent you know you, you sort of expect grandparents to die and <laughs> when they're getting older and it's not like losing a parent um but I was so close to her and it was such a an awful shock um and I still think about her all the time and so this is just such an important piece for me and I remember there was like a day quite early on after she died I stayed at my granddad's house for a few weeks um uh in the three weeks in the run-up to the funeral because he was not in a good way so I like stayed there um but it all just got too much and I went and sat in his car and put the whole of this slow movement on really loudly and just like cried a lot <laughs> um hmm. But now when I listen to it, occasionally it makes me cry, but mostly it just makes me think of her in a really nice way. And um, yeah. I, I, I can sing along to the, the whole concerto, all three movements. It's, I know it 
like the back of my hand um, and I love it and it's the other movements are so great and so jolly um, and I love Mozart and I always have and I grew up listening to him but particularly the second movement and I know it's really popular and I know it's on out of Africa and everything but for me it's just because it's it's like my grandma's soundtrack There's a reason why these things stand that test of time and why people keep coming back to that and there's something, I think there's a purity about Mozart's music, um, particularly in the clarinet concerto in that middle movement. And what, is always, what always strikes me about it is that it was written in the last year of his life yeah. alongside the likes of Magic Flute. Yeah. And I think how incredible is it that this guy <laughs> wrote two of probably his most famous pieces I mean there are loads but in the last year of his life that's yeah really. and also not finishing the Requiem as well yeah yeah very special <laughs> potential final honourable mention from you? <laughs> you mean you don't want to be here till midnight? Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> uh, a bit like with Ella Fitzgerald, this person is it's important, and but it's very hard to pick one song. Oh my god, it's a patter song, it's a patter song. It's not that. Um, I do love your music though. Um, but no, it's <laughs> too little, too late, Ellie. <laughs> That's 
a good tune. Too Little Too Late by Jojo. Do you know that? Um, I probably, I, I mean, I... No, it's just too little too late. Well, not that version. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, that wasn't bad, but I can do it again if you want and better. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, I'm still tossing up my last one in my head while I talk to you. Um, it's Elton John. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. You, yeah, I knew you'd like your Elton. I do, I do. And for the same reason as the Ella stuff, they, my mum and dad had this um, the Elton John love songs tape and it used to play. Yeah. And it was tapes then. And I remember Katie and I both had a favourite song on it, which is not what the song is I'm about to mention, but... Your song played, and then you had to wait for the entire tape to play again until you got to hear it again. And we'd yeah. be like, "Can you rewind it?" And Mum and Dad would always say no, and they have to wait yeah. for like hours. Anyway, um, it's a song called "Sacrifice." Okay. And yeah, it's up there with like Daniel and your song, and there's loads of great songs, but there's something about "Sacrifice." lovely i love his voice it's so raw and honest and uh, i think he's such a great performer i've never seen him live i my mum has several times and i would love to have seen him live but i think he's an exceptional um musician and i think his voice is really beautiful and exactly what you were saying earlier perhaps in that sort of like non-conventional way there's something about his voice that I could just keep listening to. Well, it's just quite, um, it's quite raw, really. It is raw, that's exactly. And hasn't been, like, affected in a way. Although I feel, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the video of him performing I'm Still Standing <laughs> from did. his back garden. Okay, yeah, so he's getting worse. Uh, no, I mean, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't actually make out any vowels. Well, this is it. I didn't listen to, I didn't see the whole, that whole staying in night. I didn't see the whole broadcast that night, but I got a text from my uncle who had said, I don't know if you're watching this, but I think there are a lot of people who should have stopped singing a long time ago. <laughs> but, <laughs> Rod oh, okay, Stewart that's... also, um, the Rolling Stones. <laughs> and then I saw someone had put a video of this and had put subtitles on, interpreted like, misheard lyrics about what he had actually sang. I must find it again. It's very funny. Yeah, no, yeah, he can be... I mean, I'm, again, you know, me and my impressions, but I do quite a good Elton impression because um, he's quite easy to sort of make a caricature of. Same with Ronan Keating. There's something kind of similar. About yes. Um, Ronan quite, Keating. Quite good at both of those. On that bench. We'll save that for another Patapod where I just do impressions of um, people and no one will listen to it. Bring us back together. 
Take it or leave. Hello, are you there? I think I'll leave it. 